0: This British Grand Prix recap and IndyCar Toronto betting preview edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions Contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details now at circasports.com. Get ready for speed.
1: You just wait, Sunshine. You just wait.
0: Get ready for the passion.
1: To whom it may concern you.
0: Get ready for the raw emotion. (laughs) Sì, ragazzi! Grazie, 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 dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Villa Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Well, here's what I'm going to say Max Verstappen wins. Pretty much just that's the recap. We can move on to the rest of it. But it is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Villa Gomez and somewhere we are still uh, running around in the, the British Grand Prix while Max Verstappen has been done for the last six years. Uh, this dude cannot be stopped. I don't know if there's an answer for it, short of like people in the garage unplugging things beforehand. Cody, it just... I, I, I keep saying to people, too, just what we tell everybody all the time. We're in it now. We can't appreciate it. We have to wait until... We're probably old and gray and sit back and think, man, what a run Verstappen has had. But at this point in time, we're greedy, and we want to see other people win. But unless you're a Max Verstappen fan, in which case, you are loving life right about now.
1: I mean, he only won by 3.798 seconds, so that's basically like a loss, right? So there's that. I, I guess.
0: No, like, did they did they throw <laughs> no, I mean, out at the end of the race and kind of slow him down? I don't know what what happened. Yeah, it,
1: it's it's Max Verstappen's time, right? He tied. They tied. Uh, was it? They tied McLaren with eleven wins in a row. Oh gosh, what is it? Is it eleven in a row? It was eleven in a row. Seven? A row, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and then Max, team. obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, as a team, and Max is at seven in a row, I think. Mm-hmm. Which t- you know, Lewis never did seven in a row. I think Schumacher did it twice. A couple other guys are on that list, but. It's, it's just, it's so impressive. And, and again, it, being in the middle of it at times, it sucks. We talk about this every time, but it, it is what it is. And man, what about the rest of the race though? Like hell of a race. Lando Norris finishes second Hamilton third, the first double podium by, by British drivers in the British Grand Prix since 99, 97, something like that. Been a long time. Uh, McLaren overall, a third and a fourth place finish or second and fourth place finish. Absolutely incredible. And, uh, more importantly, Rod Daniel, Ricardo's back, baby. Let's go. I'm so excited. Obviously I'm sure you've heard the news by now. Daniel Ricardo is going to replace Nick DeVries over at alpha Um, obviously he's been with red bull this season, uh, they said that he ran a test session after the race in a Red Bull car and the time he laid down would have been second fastest in qualifying. So he's obviously that was in a Red Bull. This is an Alpha Tori Alpha Tori, of course, owned by Red Bull. <laughs> they don't necessarily uh, perform as well as the Red Bull cars, obviously. But, uh, the wasn't really cutting it. Uh, I, I mean, and, and it, you know, I, I called this in a way. I had said that Daniel Ricardo would be back this season. I thought maybe if he'd be replacing Checo, but Checo has uh has done enough to to keep his job, obviously, at this point. But uh it makes sense, right? Ricardo, one of the most popular drivers in the sport. He he's a very good driver as well. DeVries wasn't getting the results, uh, wasn't wasn't holding up his end of it. So I think it's a good time to make a change, shake some things up, see what you can get out of Ricardo, and then uh you know, see, we see where this ends up landing. Ricardo next year does what, what type of ride does he get out of this? Um, I did think it was funny. Uh, Dallas in the, in the uh, discord shared a tweet from Philip Horton. Daniel Ricardo replaced Nick DeVries who replaced Pierre Gasly who replaced Alex Albon who replaced Brendan Hartley who replaced Carlos Sainz who replaced Daniel kaivot who replaced Daniel Ricardo <laughs> <laughs> back in the Toro Rosso days uh so full full life circle of F1 which is pretty hilarious but uh now it's awesome to see Daniel back on the grid uh personally probably my favorite driver absolutely love the dude obviously um you know drive to survive you really fall in love with that guy over there cuz his personality is just it's one of a kind he's an awesome dude great driver as well so uh it'll be interesting to see going forward right he's he's not raced yet in the season he's not yet raced in these these new cars um, and so we'll see, I don't, I don't know what expectations are for him yet or, or what he'll, where he'll perform, but it's going to be interesting to watch going forward and see, see how he does as he steps into this ride for the, the remainder of the, uh, calendar year here.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Nick DeVries was not carrying the load for him. Yuki Sonoda pretty much safe. Cause he's, he's sort of a, he's a volatile driver in and of himself, but obviously DeVries being the newest guy his best finish, average finish actually was about 16th place and out of 20 cars, that means that four cars are better than you on a given day. Uh, his best finish all season long was 12th in, in, uh, in Monaco. So, I mean, you know, there's not much you can say about DeVries that's going to save him at this point. So, why not bring in Ricardo, it gives Sonoda too a good uh, veteran presence in the garage and maybe Sonoda will get a little bit better. I mean, Sonoda's not had a terrible season this year. We talked about how he's, he was sort of flirting with the top 10, especially in the beginning of the season when he was turning in 11th and 10th place finishes. So in the points, falling on some hard times lately, but again, that whole Alpha Tari team has, has not necessarily been pulling its weight. So hopefully with Ricardo in there, Maybe we're in for some more points finishes for, for this team, and maybe we'll see some double points finishes, you know?
1: Yeah, and, I mean, no points at all for DeVries this season. Uh, they've got two points as a constructor. They're dead last, obviously, in that thing. I think now that Max basically has uh, already – they've already given him the trophy. It's engraved. they wrote the check and everything. You you put Max in the Alpha Tour just to see what he can do at this point. He needs a <laughs> challenge, right? Throw Danny Rick in the uh, – in the Red Bull, and uh, let's have some fun. Like, let's make this exciting. Come on, Red Bull. Like, you
0: know, give give Max a challenge for once. That's like <laughs> that's like putting him in a in a car that's like a cylinder down already. We'll see how you do. <laughs> All right, here we're gonna we're gonna start you off with three wheels and we'll see how you do on that one i mean why not why not right let's uh, let's mix it up a little we can mix it up but you know who else is good at mixing it up is circus sports they're giving you the circa millions and circus survivor back for you with 14 million dollars up for grabs you want to play circa millions you're gonna get five nfl picks against the spread each week try to make those work for you the circus survivor you got We've got Moneyline winners that you pick each week. Hopefully you survive to keep on moving through the rest of the season. Best part about this, you enter in Vegas, then go home and play. Doesn't matter where you live. You could be in a state that doesn't allow gambling, or you could be in a state that does and you could make this part of your daily routine as well. If you head out to Vegas in the last week of August, hey, guess what? You get to meet Sean and Ryan from The Mothership. The Sports Gambling Podcast proper is going to be out there having some fun. Go out, have some fun with them. And, of course, enter in the Circa contests while you're there. You want to know more than what I just told you? Go to CircaSports.com for all the details. That's CircaSports.com. $14 million. I would pay somebody to take a tire off of uh, Max Verstappen's car just to see if he can run faster than somebody with three wheels. Stewart's desk, no, I won't. Just let's get that straight right there. I really would not do something like that. So don't come after me. I don't want a penalty on this pod, a five second penalty on this podcast for making threats to an F one driver.
1: They've been handing out five second penalties uh, more than Oprah hands out free stuff. So uh, better watch out, Rod. (laughs) Hey,
0: didn't we do a five second penalty on the last episode? That was you did get
1: a five second penalty. I can't remember what it was for, but. if you bring up five-second penalties again, you will be issued another five-second penalty. So that's your and, final warning. Black and white flag <laughs> on me.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> all right, we actually cashed a few bets on on the day, so it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. Uh, as far as again, we always try to find creative ways to win bets. We won. We found some creative ways to win I f- bets.
1: I found a creative way for the next bet. So here's your here's your episode. I don't I don't even know where we're going next. Is it hungry, I think right. Uh, forty-seven units on Max to win at minus four thousand, and uh, you'll probably just come out positive. I think somewhere in there,
0: somewhere in there, I don't. It's <laughs> crazy, but
1: uh, Jesus, but, but no, we did, we did cash. Why don't you start off because yours, uh, yours hit early on and qualifying.
0: There. Mine did actually in the sprint race too. Uh, I said that Max Verstappen was going to win in the sprint race, and Carlos Sides was going to have a podium finish. It's exactly what happened in the sprint race. Max Verstappen won and uh, Carlos Sainz actually finished third in that race. So uh a good day overall to start out with. That was six to one. That was a pretty decent start to the weekend. And hopefully, uh I know somebody said they accidentally you're, uh, grabbed
1: it. you're on you're on the wrong one. Oh, second.
0: Second, <laughs> second, second, second he finished. Right. No, you're
1: on I think you're on the wrong that you're talking at their last uh, the last Grand Prix.
0: Was I? Oh, that's the You're Austrian Grand Austria. Prix. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that happened. Anyways, I pulled up the wrong sheet. Well, you gotta pull up the Great Britain one. That was a great hit too. I think we already talked about that last We did. Week. I was we like, like,
1: like where's he going with this? I'm but, uh, sorry. Uh so
0: qualifying, to, to, yeah, qualifying. Yeah, the qualifying, the qualifying lap is, was between yeah. point one. There's my five second penalty right there. <laughs> Listen, full disclosure, guys, it's pretty late over here. So uh yeah, and we've just did back to back episodes, so.
1: Uh, unfortunately it's a very late night i heard the guys on the nascar gambling podcast were talking shit about us yeah they were uh they said that we were second best of them obviously we know that's not true so uh Go listen to that show and then give those guys crap after that. I
0: was about to say they might be onto something with me pulling up the wrong sheet. (laughs) Although I heard that that dude earlier couldn't tell between Chandler Smith and Sammy Smith, so I don't, you know. Yeah, (laughs) that guy was struggling over there. Holy cow. Must be something about the host seat tonight on the racing podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right, so fine. Qualifying was between .1 (laughs) seconds and .25 seconds. Dude. 0.24 0.24 seconds was I would the not margin. Have got any closer to this? Rod. Oh my god, man! Talk qualifying. about sweat, dude. I, I looked at it and I I had to like take out in my toes. I was like, um, I I was trying to figure out whether or not I I hit it. But Jesus Christ, do you want to talk about getting it right there between Lando Norris and Max Verstappen in Q three one point or one twenty six point seven two zero for Verstappen 126.961 for Lando, 2.4 seconds still cashes this bet at plus 285 to get the weekend rolling off right
1: yeah great great call by you like you said fractions of a second to barely cash this but hey plus 285 in qualifying that's a good way to start um I tried playing the classified game again this week finally came back to bite us the book's been moving it around and uh didn't work out this time i had the over 18 and a half plus 175 exactly 20 at plus 600 we did keep the streak of over 17 happening we did end up with 18 but Ocon went out early with engine troubles magnuson as well uh Gastly did dnf at the end but he was still classified at 18th there so unfortunately didn't cash any of these will be interesting i've not even looked uh, to see what lines are available just yet for the hungarian grand prix but uh we'll be interesting to see if and what they maybe give us as far as a classified finisher bet yeah i'm not and they've got some stuff out but i'm not seeing a classified finisher bet just yet so it'll be interesting to see if they bring it bring 17 and a half back down to a realistic goal or if they just keep trying to fuck us on that and Maybe we'll have to, to find something else to bet
0: on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely frustrating, especially once o- Ocon went out early. I was like, woof, I don't know if this is looking good because all all it needs is for one person to not... He and went out
1: so three early, laps. too. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was literally that early, and then it's like, oh, boy. this. And someone had mentioned in the Discord channel Haas was going to be the problem, and then Haas ends up being the problem. Haas was so, the uh, problem. Great, great call by him, and yeah, fortunately... It just happens that way sometimes.
0: Unfortunately, it does. Uh, all right. Well, uh, my next bet cashed as well. I had Lando Norris as a top eight car. Hell, I wish I would have gone a little bit farther up on the on the podium and and tried to yeah. nail that one. But, I mean, I made a solid case for Lando being a top eight car, and he definitely was a top eight yeah. car. And then You some. did
1: not have to sweat this one at all. I mean, minus 150, but you don't pay the juice if you lose. This one cashed easily. We were both big on McLaren. I had them as the... The winner without the big four teams, plus 135, they were the next best team to Red Bull, right? Lando finished second. Piastri finished fourth. Probably should have finished in third, even getting that podium. Uh, just we knew the upgrades were coming, and we knew they were going to be big, but even bigger than we thought, Piastri, a top four. He, he's he. This kid came in with all this promise and, and hope, and, man, it's starting to look like maybe he's, he's really got it. McLaren definitely figuring some things out. Um, so yeah, plus 135 on that one. Uh, we cash both of these very, very easily. Uh, not really, not really much of a of a battle. I mean, because if you go down the list to find it without the big four teams, you gotta go Russell Perez, Alonzo, Alex Albon, all the way back in eighth. So not even really close to to either Norris or Piastri. Uh, so McLaren with the easy, easy cash on winner without the big four.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That was definitely fun to get. Um, I had Perez to win and Lewis on the podium. Again, that was just sort of building in for chaos. Obviously, Perez had no chance of winning this one, but Lewis man, did finish is, on the podium. So, what is Perez's deal with qualifying? Like, I don't know. Lately, he, he hasn't been able keeps, to do it. He's he's been so
1: good in the races. He just he puts himself so far behind the eight ball. I man, it's rough. But yeah, again, building for chaos. You got the lowest part of this right obviously max was going to win this race but just in case he doesn't Perez could put himself in position so i still think it was a good call at 19 to 1 you got good odds there i did have perez to not finish in the top two uh that was offered in the barstool sports book uh section as the specials and the option was to finish in the top two and i selected no that was minus 136 did not really sweat this one at all uh again he, he did not qualify well he didn't started make it out of q1 work. i mean yeah, he, yeah. He, and he started where did he 15th mm-hmm. yeah not not making in uh it out of q1 starts in 15th and uh just never really had a shot he f- worked his way up to uh sixth but yeah i mean he wasn't really wasn't really threatening to get much better than that so uh that was that was a pretty easy cash it's been rough for Checo these last couple of weeks <laughs> it's funny because you know a sixth place is a rough day for him but when max is killing everyone it's, uh, it just, it, it's crazy, but, uh, yeah, that one did cash. So that was another good, another good bet, man. We had a pretty, pretty solid day. You cashed your next one that you,
0: you stole from me,
1: but, uh, I'll let you have credit anyways.
0: I did. Cause I got to the dock first. Uh, I had max to win and get the fastest lap and that was at minus minus one ten. He did both of those. And again, his win was not even in question. Uh, and the fastest lap. We told you he could just do it on on demand and he basically had that purple clock by him almost the entire race. He was just throwing down fast laps. Nobody tried to uh to to beat him for it. It just basically I mean, he had it and and that was never in question. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. that
1: getting bets like that at that price is, is even just amazing still at this point. Like take advantage while you can. Um I had the winner without Max as Carlos Sainz uh, 10 to one we hit that last week with Ch- our uh, last race with Leclaire uh P2 he was second to him uh and and Shaw was fastest actually in P3 um but signs qualified fifth ends up 10th in the race so didn't really have a chance to uh to cash this one unfortunately but uh, overall still a pretty solid day for us again you just build around Max to win and find the other ways to bet on this and that seems to be. solid way to do it we're on a a pretty decent streak of of some good uh betting weeks here on the f1 gambling podcast
0: we sure are and we're going to continue to get better as we go along but getting better also means finding other ways to have some fun underdog fantasy is exactly one way to do that we're brought to you by underdog fantasy best ball mania four is here underdog is giving away 15 million dollars in prizes underdog pick is also a great way to get down on your favorite mlb and nfl season player props there's so many ways to win over on underdog and underdog is available in so many states head over to underdogfantasy.com right now use the promo code sgpn for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn well cody We, uh, again, have the week off before we start into yet another uh, F1 race, and it is the Hungarian Grand Prix happening in, uh, let's see, next week. Obviously not this coming weekend. We have another weekend off because F1 loves to do that to us. So in the meantime, open wheel racing is not totally out of the the realm of possibility this week because we've got IndyCar racing around Exhibition Place in Toronto for we, gotta two, the, we gotta wait
1: two weeks for uh, for F one too. Ugh, is it? Two? Why do they do this to us? Yeah, it's not till July or July second. Or wait a minute.
0: No, it's July twenty first. It's next weekend.
1: What am I? Oh, jeez, wow. I was.
0: You want a time? You want You want a, you want a again, five second? Pendulum? Again,
1: it's late. We really should edit this podcast because we just sound like idiots at this point. Nah, we're <laughs> good. you're right. No, it is hungry. Is next week. Thank God, and we got two races in a row before a big. That's when the big long break is after belgium to to the netherlands race but uh the dutch grand prix but yes thank god we do have f1 next week that makes me even happier
0: yes yes it does and of course we'll break down the hungarian grand prix for you next week but we figured we'd give you this chance to bet on some other open wheel and that is of course the indy car like i said in toronto at exhibition place it is 85 laps around this 1.786 mile street course Last year's winner, Scott Dixon, there was a four caution laps for 15 laps. Margin of victory between Scott Dixon and Colton Herta, 0.811 seconds. The time of the race, one hour, 38 minutes, seven lead changes. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this one. I've, I've had fun getting to know these IndyCar guys. It's actually a much more physical than the F1. Right, but a lot less physical than NASCAR, so it's it's that happy medium.
1: It is, yeah. It's it's kind of in the middle. A lot of former F1 drivers in the IndyCar series. That's a lot of fun. Um, early in the season, there was a lot of parody there. Now, uh, Alex Verstappen has been winning all of the races, but uh, but no, it's been there's there's been uh, this man this season uh, again. I've just recently over the last couple of seasons gotten back into IndyCar. Um, and man, it's, it's just been so much fun to watch so many different storylines, so many different strategies. Um, it is, you know, open wheel racing as well, but it's, it's its own discipline of it. So, uh, and it's kind of like a, in between like NASCAR and F1, like you said. So I think it's great. Um, and we've had a lot of fun breaking it down when we get the chance to talk about odds. Um, have had some articles and and have had some pretty successful weeks. Last time we brought, uh, had full slate of odds. We threw out quite a few winners on that, uh, even though we couldn't pronounce names correctly. So, <laughs> Apologies if we had pronounced some of these names incorrectly. We're just here to bet on these guys. And, and we're uh, getting better. better. We're getting better. Yeah, we're, we are getting better, but it's it's been a lot of fun so far, and, uh, and we've had some success too. So, uh, man, I'm ready, Rod. You ready to get into to some bets? Let's get into some bets. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to start off with Alexander Rossi over Roman Grosjean. This is minus 120 over on Caesars. Honestly, this probably shouldn't even be a head-to-head. These are two former F1 drivers, just for the record. I love Roman Grosjean so much. I want to see him be successful so badly, but it's been pretty rough for him lately. The last four races, Alexander Rossi has won the head-to-head straight up pretty easily. We've gone to three street courses so far in IndyCar this season. Rossi has beat him two of the three times in those street courses um and in nine indycar races so far this season alexander rossi has only finished outside of the top two or outside of the not not the top two that'd be pretty impressive outside of the top 10 only twice through those nine races and in those nine races roman grosjean only has two top 10 finishes so very much opposite seasons for these guys uh grosjean did have some very good flashes. Long Beach, he finished second. Barber in Alabama there, he finished second as well. Um, but otherwise, 11th place has been his next best finish. Four races this season, he's finished 18th or worse. So it's kind of a tale of of guys with two very different seasons going on here. Um, and so for me, Rossi, a very reliable driver, is going to get you a decent, solid finish every week. Grosjean, while they've shown flashes and they, they've had some speed, not getting you reliable finishes other than earlier on the season, Um, but lately, it has been mostly rough for Grosjean. I've been burned by him quite a bit, so that might play into my feelings for him at this moment, but uh, the numbers speak for themselves. Rossi has been the much more reliable driver, Um, so at minus 120 over on Caesars, I'm going to take Rossi over Grosjean.
0: I love it. My first bet is a head-to-head as well. The books want you to take Colton Herta as the favorite in this one, but I am going to take Joseph Newgarden. This is a matchup between Joseph Newgarden, Colton Herta. Uh, I'm going to take the Newgarden side of this at minus 110 over on Caesars, and I'm telling you that they want you to take Herta because last season at this race, Herta finished second to Scott Dixon. Like we said, it was less than a second. Uh, Herta led 17 laps in this race, which was great, but the year before that, Joseph Newgarden finished fourth. Colton Herta finished seventh. So, again, he didn't finish better, and that was it. That was the only other time. But one thing I will say is that in 2017, Joseph Newgarden won this race. So he is definitely somebody to watch out for on this track. Definitely, I I think, like I said, much better than Herta in the long run. Over the last three races, if you even look at the last three races, uh, Herta's finished 11th at Mid-Ohio. Fifth at Elkhart Lake. He started on the pole in both of those races, but did not finish uh, in the top, what, four, three in that instance. Um, New Garden, on the other hand, 12th at Mid Ohio, second at Elkhart Lake, 10th at Detroit. He won the Indy 500. New Garden already has two wins on the season. Colton Herta does not. If you look at their average finishes at all together this season, uh, Herta's got a 10th place finish average, whereas New Garden's finish is 8.2. That's his average finish so far this season. So for me, like I said, it's just a matter of uh, Newgarden having success at this track in the past. Definitely a driver to look out for on this. And having the recent success here anyways in the in the 2023 season, I think that can carry him forward. Like I said, I know the books want you to take Herta, but I'm going to take Newgarden over Herta at minus 110 over on Caesars.
1: Man, this is the battle of whose luck can get worse right it's just both these guys have had some horrible luck this season hurt like you said two straight poles has looked fast but man something he's like the sheldon creed of the IndyCar car series right now like something just always pops up gets in his way new garden season has obviously won the indy 500 so that alone makes it a successful season his other windows at texas and oval track as well but overall it's it's been a lot of ups and downs for him so um, It is it is uh, the battle of whose luck holds out better, right? But uh, I think you have to trust Newgarden or Herda in that scenario. So I do like that side of it. I am going to go over to Scott Dixon. You mentioned him a little bit ago. He won this race last season. I'm going to take him for a top five, minus 130 over on Caesars. Juiced up a little bit, minus 130. Like we always say, Rod, only pay the juice if you lose. Scott Dixon is a top five machine. He has got three top five finishes in a row. He was second last race at Mid-Ohio. You go back and look at the street courses we've run this season. Third at St. Pete to open the season. Fourth at Detroit. A sixth place at Long Beach. uh, Or was sixth place at Long Beach when Pato sent him into the tire barriers. He didn't get a good finish there, but he was running well. Um, He won this race last season. They did not run this race in 2020 or 2021 because of COVID restrictions. But the previous so his previous three finishes here one last year second in 2019 one in 2018 very very good on this circuit at this uh at this course and again it has just been solid this season that elusive win hasn't got to him just yet i think it's coming soon here um but a top five for dixon at minus 130 seems like a fairly automatic thing so uh i'm gonna ride that for uh for dixon
0: well, you talked about it, too, in the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, or the, at least the host, anyways, talked about, uh, you know... Yeah, those
1: just, guys over there. Those
0: guys over there. Uh, when you when you take a bet for somebody that you know is one of the favorites to win, I mean, those top five odds, if they're good enough, are usually sometimes better because at least you know that's going to cash, whereas maybe an outright bet is... There's a lot that's got to ride into an outright bet to win, but it's a, there's a little more leeway in a top three, a top five, Definitely a top 10, but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes taking these safer top five bets are the way to go, and, and I think that this is a good a good hedge for that. I'm going to follow you down that top five road, and I'm going to go Felix Rosenquist as a top five car. At plus 200, this is plus money for a top five, and, and for Felix, listen, he's done this twice already in his career here at Exhibition Place. He finished fifth in 2019. He finished third last season on this track this season hasn't necessarily been all that fantastic for Felix uh, but he does have two top five finishes he did finish seventh in Long Beach uh, so just outside of that top five he's led some some races here and there in fact in Indianapolis he was leading right he started third he led 33 laps into that race uh, but unfortunately wrecked out and finished 27th at the end of it but, uh, you know, again, he was, he was leading that race well deep into it. About 131 laps in, he was fighting with the, with the lead. Uh, and, and it was, you know, his race it looked like to win. Uh, and, and unfortunately, there at the end, he was leading 64 laps before he completely <laughs> wrecked out. And Joseph Newgarden got the win. So um, he's been fast this season. And I think the all signs point to him being able to do this again. Uh, on this track. And again, I'm only asking for a top five and for the fact that he's done it twice already in his career on this track at plus, you know, you're doubling up on it at plus 200. I, I like that and I want that. So give me Felix Rosenquist as a top five car at plus 200.
1: Yeah, I, I like it. Um, had a really good run. Well, he finished third, rather, at Detroit. So that's another street course on the season. Really good run at Long Beach where he finished in seventh. Um, started up an eighth at St. Pete, but obviously ran into some trouble there. But, um, I, I, I think that this is a good one at two to one odds. Uh, it's a good top five play for me. I'm going to stick in the top five market. I'm going to go with Marcus Erickson going out a little bit more on a limb here. His top five is plus 125 over on there's, St- but, um, Erickson has had such a consistent season. So last race at mid Ohio was his only finish. Outside of the top ten, he's finished inside the top ten in the other eight races. Um, he's got three top five finishes this season, but you look back at what he's done on the street circuits, right? That's obviously going to be what you're going to compare this the most to. He won at St. Pete to open the season. He was third at Long Beach, a ninth place run at Detroit, um, and he finished fifth place here last year as well. So I think that's important to note uh, for for Erickson to get a top five. Don't need him to win. Don't need him to, to even get on the podium. Just get inside the top five. I think he's definitely got that in him. At plus money, I like that. Plus 125 over on Caesars.
0: Again, another good top five bet. I think we've got the top five all but circled around, don't we? Uh, with only a couple cars <laughs> left in We've got the top there. five just about figured out here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. Well, if you're a listener of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, you know that one of those guys likes to give out their favorite number car uh, bets. And I am... Am one of those who wants to give out a number car bet because, again, I, I love me some number car bets. So uh, I'm going to give you the number of the winning, uh, the number of the winning car of the race as odd. And really, it all boils down to a couple of different things. One, Scott Dixon is odd, uh, right? His number nine car is odd for sure. So uh, I, I think that's a good one. And the guy that I'm going to give out here. In a little bit, uh, yeah, that's it. It's odd. So I, I almost feel like that's exactly uh, where we go with this because I do feel like the winning driver is going to be odd. Uh, and so for your odd, you also get some coverage uh, with guys like McLaughlin if you think he's going to win. Uh, if Rossi or Pato Award come through with the win, like I said, you get Dixon. You get Will Power. Or no, you don't. That's twelve. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you get some pretty good coverage on some of those top cars. So I feel like if you're going to double down on a winning car like I am, having an odd number, you might as well just do it. And it's, again, at plus 130, this is the plus money side of it. So if you're going to flip a coin and get plus money for an odd car to win, I I take that. And I like my winning car number bets because they usually cash for me.
1: Rod is really, really good at the winning car number bets, at the over-unders on the numbers. So... Uh, it's hard to argue against him. Obviously, Alex Pillow in the even number car is, is the biggest argument against that. But guys like Scott Dixon, like you mentioned, even Pato Award, Scott McLaughlin, obviously, all great plays. Even a guy like Kyle Kirkwood, we have seen him get that win at Long Beach earlier this season in that odd number car. So those are all good plays. Again, a plus money, that's really the generally the type of way you want to go with this. Because if you plan on betting a guy like Alex Pillow or something, you could still bet this. And have that as as kind of a safety net, safety blanket for you there, um, and it includes more than just one driver. So if your guy gets taken out, if you have money on a Scott Dixon, still gives you the other odd numbered guys, stuff like that. So uh, it is a fun way to go, and, and getting the plus money side of it is is generally a good thing.
0: I concur outright ahead. But for those of you who are listening and don't listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, you're missing out on one of our favorite shows of the network and. We want to take a second to let the host give you uh, an overview of our favorite show on the network. Hey, everybody. every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold somebody needs to win somebody has to win somebody's going to win this indycar toronto race so cody who do you think it's going to be
1: yeah i've, I've got to go with uh alex verstappen i i mean alex below i it's He's still plus 380 over on Barstool Sportsbook, which is incredible to me. You go back and you look at what he's done here lately. He's won the last three races in a row. Then it was the Indy 500 in between that, but the last four road course, street course races in a row, Alex Pillow has won. They're still offering him at 380. It's ridiculous. At some point, this run has to end, right, Rod? It has to end, right? Max Verstappen has his one seven in a row red bulls one i mean i don't it's i don't you know indycar you don't can't compare to that much to f1 but man the run that he is on right now is incredible it's got to come to an end and i was i went into this and i thought i'm not going to pick him and i'm looking at everything and i'm like why would i not pick him at plus 380 still you're still it's not he's not only plus 200 or, or plus 100 he's not minus money like a max is i think you've got to keep hitting on this guy while he's still hot. Um So he's won the last four non-oval races, like I mentioned. He was eighth at St. Pete to open the season. That's been his worst finish um, that's been outside the top five the entire season. He's finished inside the top five every other race. Um, Last year was his first time coming to Toronto. Obviously, again, I mentioned they didn't come here in 20 or 21. Finished sixth place here last year, and that was before he's obviously having the season that he is having. Uh, I mean, he's basically Max Verstappen the field as far as standings go. He's got a 110-point lead over second place. Absolutely incredible. Um, He's just run away with it. But what he's done here in the series lately has just been outstanding. He's dominating things. He's finding his way to the front and winning. I think at plus 380, you can't pass up on what this guy has been accomplishing, how just freaking good he's been. Again, if the number was lower, I think you don't take it. We say it so often we hate to be chalk. We don't always just want to give out the favorite. But in this case, it makes way too much sense. You're still getting good, solid value. So Alex Pillow is going to be my big bet of the week again, plus 380 over on Barstool. Uh, and then I'm going to take a little sprinkle on a long shot because I like to do that, or, or at least the guys on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast like to do that, I've heard. Um, and uh, I'm going to go with Marcus Erickson, 12-1 to over on DraftKings. As I was kind of scrolling through the odds, Not a lot of guys really jumped out to me that I liked as far as as where their odds were sitting until I got down to Erickson. I talked about him. He won at St. Pete to open the season. It's been a little bit, uh, you know, not as good a result since then, but he's been consistent. He puts himself in positions to win, and that's what you need. Um, Again, he finished fifth place here last year, had a third place at Long Beach after winning at St. Pete as well. So a guy that's running up front on street courses does very good on them. I think at 12-1, to 1, um, he, he's he got the value that you need for this type of race. Um, and In case something happens to blow, in case he doesn't pull it off, I think Marcus Erickson is a nice insurance bet to have. I
0: love it. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to turn my attention to one Scott Dixon. You talked about him earlier as a top-five car, and yes, it is always good to make a hedge on whether or not uh, he finishes and, and wins this race, but... I will tell you, Scott Dixon has won this race two of the last three times they've run this. He's got four total wins on this. He led 40 laps last year. He led 49 in his 2018 win. He finished second in between there. I mean, Scott Dixon in this track, he there's something about this track that he loves, and he loves it a lot. So, uh, And he hasn't started outside of the top two in the last three races that he's he's been in here. So... Again, I love Scott Dixon's ability to get around this track. You did tell it and point out that the it's been elusive. He hasn't been able to find that win, but uh, he has turned in finishes of 7th, 6th, 6th, 4th, 4th, and 2nd in over the last uh, several races going back to Birmingham. So, you know, again, for me, he's one of the hottest drivers on the course right now. He's always running up front. On this track in particular, he is very lethal and I love his odds at 6.5 to 1. Plus 650 for him to win this race uh, is, is really solid for a guy who's done this two out of the last three times. I, I Honestly, I'm not sure what the bookmakers are really looking at in terms of that he should be closer to plus 4, you know, uh, somewhere in that area, somewhere in the Palau area. But, I mean, we'll take him a plus 650 for, for a win. And maybe, maybe because Alex is winning all these races, it pushes the value down on a lot of these guys. Or... Maybe pushes it up, I suppose, if you're looking at it that way, on guys like Dixon. But a guy that's done this two out of three years, I think he stands a pretty damn good chance. He finished second last week, right, just outside of the win. So he's getting there. He's zeroing in. I think he's going to get it this week.
1: Yeah, I love this play as well. Um, I, like I talked about him earlier, I love him to be in the top five, put himself in position to be up there. Maybe he's got something for Polo this week. Uh, he's so good at this circuit specifically that definitely plays into it i think you're right i think they probably got his odds about right because of the fact that he hasn't won yet because of below's dominance he's kind of right there at just where you want to take him you want to get in on him i think a plus 650 he's a good option honestly you could probably go into this race just take below and dixon take the two favorites and roll with it because i think these are the two guys that have the best chance obviously the odds reflect that right but and, and you getting good enough odds where it's not that you know sometimes depending on how the odds are laid out that's not always the best option option and everything but i think that it is it might be this week and i think that dixon can get it done i expect him fully expect him to be inside the top five i think he could win this race as well so uh i think it's a great call by you and uh Man, I'm excited to go cash some more IndyCar bets this weekend.
0: Me too. Again, I, it's, I, I've had fun. I've had fun getting to know this this series. It's something that's kind of new to me, but it's been fun to do it. And you know, cash cashing bets along the way makes it a little more fun as well. So,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's it's a good time. And uh, yeah, no F1 this week. So if you're a normal F1 gambling, you know, podcast listener, your normal F1 watcher, go go check out the IndyCar race and, and enjoy that while F1's off this week. we get indycar on ovals coming up uh they're gonna be at iowa back-to-back days gosh is that is that next weekend already that's in is that next weekend geez that is next weekend already that's crazy so yeah back-to-back days on the oval at iowa that's gonna be fun um and so you get that again that's the kind of the the crossover between it is right between f1 right between nascar if you're checking this out because you're an indycar fan welcome thanks for joining us come back and continue to check out the f1 gambling podcast we joke about how max wins a lot but like we recapped the bets at the beginning lots of ways to bet on this race on f1 lots of ways to win there obviously check out the nascar gambling podcast as well those hosts are awesome they're great dudes second best to us of course but uh but they're they're a fun time over there and uh,
0: they cash quite a few bets as well yeah, I mean they do their best, but uh, <laughs> all right. Well then Cody, let's uh let's send everybody off to go full DJ. And look, if if we don't have you watching anything that has a motor and some wheels, I don't think we're doing yes. our job. But
1: uh, We've talked, we've talked NASCAR Xfinity series, NASCAR Cup Series, SRX, SRX series, F1, IndyCar all this week. God, it's been fun, and we're not even done yet. So make sure you check it all out at husker underscore z where you can find all my work got some nfl stuff over there got all kinds of stuff going on all kinds of stuff planned check out the nascar gambling podcast over there as well if you don't know rod and i host that if we didn't make that obvious enough so uh but yeah and then follow us on twitter as well at f1 gambling pod if you're listening on on the podcast players you can watch
0: this on youtube on the nascar gambling podcast channel as well yeah fun times great times it's a great time to be alive so much motorsports yes. going on love it all follow me on twitter at rj gomez link in the bot everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's in between media for the nascar back road and then of course i said it on the nascar gambling podcast i'm gonna say it here uh, my for frequency sake article this week i'm gonna get crazy i'm gonna put some parlays together out there indycar is gonna be a part of it nascar is gonna be a part of it i can get srx in there Hell, that's even better. So check that out. It's coming on Twitter soon to you. Next week, Hungarian Grand Prix, we promise you. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.